particular sin that excites me is the privilege you have to freely hear the word freely share the word freely engage in this word of truth It is called the word of truth. Second Corinthians chapter number six, verse seven describes it as the word of truth. By the word of truth. Hebrews 5 and verse 13 calls it the word of righteousness. The word of righteousness. Romans 10 and verse 8 calls it the word of faith which we preach. Galatians 2 and verse 14 calls it the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel. It is called the word of God. The word of the Lord. I'm happy. Like nothing else. When you come to church like nothing else. You hear the word and your life is turned around for good. It's turned around for good. First Timothy 4 verse 5 calls it the word of God. The word. I preached at you, blessed of God, this may be part four, under the very broad theme, omega theme, the wisdom of God. We are going to keep missing it as long as we continue. To judge things the way humans judge them. As long as we continue to see things the way society sees them, as long as we continue to reason like the carnal or ordinary man. For example, at 1 Corinthians 3, to glory in men, or to say, I am of Paul or I am of Apollos, is to reason like an ordinary man, which is tantamount to carnality. I 
as long as you continue to see things the way you are used to by association influence or extra biblical teaching you will continue to miss God beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of man after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ beware lest you are misled and misguided after human sentiments misguided, misjudged after human sentiments traditional ideologies indoctrination human teachings doctrine the commandment of men under the guise of searching to find logic and reasoning according to human commandments in the word of God you stick to teaching human indoctrination instead of the truth Colossians 2 and verse 6 from the NIV so then just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord continue to live your lives in him rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition on the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ you're going to miss it in life completely the moment you think that the teachings the indoctrinations the philosophies the commandments and theologies of this world answer to Christ it's a complete departure one from the other complete antagonistic departure it says the world and the fashion thereof first corinthians 7 and verse 31 faith death faith death first john 2 and verse 17 the world and the laws thereof pass it away but he that doeth the will of the father shall abide forever dearly beloved he says as pilgrims and strangers abstain from fleshly lust which war against your souls having your conversation honest amongst gentiles that whereas they speak of you as he will do as they may by your good works you shall see glorify god in the day of visitation 
God's wisdom is not human wisdom. God does not see like men see, does not think like men think, does not reason like men reason. He says, my ways are not your ways. Isaiah 55 and verse 8. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. I preached the fact that the child of God has been blessed irreversibly. Irreversibly. By God Almighty. And down to us, I said it's a spiritual dimension of a complete rebirth. If you will not take your eyes off physical rebirth and understand this blessedness I'm talking about in the light of spiritual rebirth, you may keep missing it. I placed this on my Facebook wall and several people asked several questions. What about parental blessings and parental prayers and parental curses? What about, what about, what about these, what about these, what about these? And I said parental blessings are useless. Very amazing. Parental blessings are useless for the believer. And you ask me why? It's so simple. The man that had a consanguineous, a congenital, a congenital relationship with his parents died in Christ Jesus. So simple. Identified and we are buried with him by baptism or immersion into his death. We lost our identity in God's divinity. So powerful. The old man died with him. So that will become the chosen in the light of his new life. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thought, George, that if one died for all, then we are all dead. You and I died in Christ. say it is no longer I that liveth but Christ that liveth in me the life I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me I am crucified with Christ I am crucified Galatians 12 verse 20 I am crucified so when I talk about God's blessing my brother my sister I'm talking about the new state and status I'm not talking about
about the man I see, I shake, I hold, I touch, I speak with, I give money, I take money from, I exchange pleasantries with, I fight who fights me. I'm talking about the new man in Christ Jesus. The new man who has been begotten from above, who has been begotten again, who has been born by the seed of omnipotence. When I say he's blessed, please agree with me that he is because he died in Christ and rose with eternal life. So it's now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think of him according to his power that is at work within us. When I speak about this, I'm talking about God's power in the believer. Ephesians 1.19 that makes him a believer. The power of his endless might, the supernatural power of eternal life that makes God God. This is the wisdom of God. I'm, I'm talking about how God sees it and how the Bible teaches us as opposed to what we think and see and how we imagine it and, and what it looks like and the logic and, and, and historical concepts and traditional beliefs and make beliefs of customs and our taboos and superstitions and religious concepts and homemade home country kind of ideologies now i'm talking about what god says in his word when he says for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the godhead bodily and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power I hope you know what it means. It means the weight, the weight of Almighty Jehovah is the basis of this blessedness. So it's total. It's absolutely total. Parental blessings are not good. They are useless. They are just human wishes. Yes. Because God has blessed you where it matters most. And the man that could have a benefit derivable from parental blessings died in Christ a long time ago. So, 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 so what are we talking? What are we? Somebody who was a member of this church who has traveled abroad for several years made a comment on the Facebook wall. This got me thinking because she never, she's a medical doctor, so we're almost a professor. She never made a comment on any of these posts for several years, for close to 14, 15 years. A pastor, yeah, one pastor also in South Africa said to me, she said, he said via the page, does it mean? Parental blessings are useless. Yes, they are. And and you see the the weight, the weight of this fury, the weight of this submission. Sometimes makes it very difficult for you to believe it. But this is unimportant as far as divine wisdom is concerned. It's just like I said to you that Christ is a saying to the utmost. And then you're like, wow! Are you saying one say forever? Said, and I say yes. And you say, ah! It's not possible. Well, I don't know what it implies to you. I don't know whatever 
um, it connotes to you, but the truth is either true or false. And there's no median, there's no average, there's no middle point of balance. People have said, they've said, this guy, you are just someone who preaches extremes. If I want guy calls it extremities. And I said, there's no extreme to the word of God. There are no extremes to the word of God. It's either true or false. Parental blessings are either useful or useless. And I take useless because of divine blessings. They are just wishes that have no power at the back of them. Human wishes are either going to come to pass by the power of God or by the power of Satan. Humans have nothing in them. It's either they are conjuring or speaking based on demonic powers or divine powers of the Holy Spirit of God that we know. If it's none of this, then it's powerless. Now, if you're a believer, because you have been fully, finally, and totally blessed of God, there's no other blessing you need and would ever need. So this person is trying to bring if, um, Ephesians 6 to my notice. Turn your Bible is open. Blessed of God, part 4. The wisdom of God, part 7. Understanding God's wisdom. Something I have done to you or for you by this teaching is I have broken that genes upon your life of always thinking in the light of what you are used to. Of always speaking the light of what your mother said, what your father said, what people say, what friends say, what companions, society says. I'm breaking that genes by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's what does the Bible say? Notice, you don't find me come to this church and say, I think, we say, our father says, the bishop said, our bishop is saying, I always tell you, the Bible says. And I have no right to add anything to it. Just like you too have no right to add to his word, let's see, the proof that we found guilty. It's always about the word. There's no use tilting to make it look like what you want it to look like. Just simply agree with it. Ephesians 6. You find this also at Colossians 3 and verse 20. Get your Bibles open. And this is quoting Exodus 20 and verse 12. Redefined 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 there could be a promise under the old testament which when you build to the new testament becomes redefined i gave an example on sunday i even sang a song alongside abraham's blessings are mine Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed. And you are thinking of Abraham at Genesis 12, Genesis 15, 17, Genesis 13. Genesis 13 and verse 2. Abraham was rich in cattle, in silver and gold. And so when I speak about Abraham's blessings, what comes to mind is physical propensities of earthly riches. And I said, this is simply not so. There is a redefining 
of the blessedness of people through the seed of Abraham in Christ. So he says to at Galatians 3 and verse 14 that the promise which is the assurance of the spirit's confinement is what is Abraham's blessing. Yes. What we now call Abraham's blessing in the light of Christ is the promise of the spirit. So when I have the spirit and blessed with faithful Abraham in the light of the New Testament or redefined in Christ. And that's, that's a lot. It's a game changer. It's a complete game changer. And if you don't understand this, you will just think that earthly resources, propensities or material possessions answer to Abraham's blessing. But this is not so. You say, Pastor, I, I don't want the spirit. I want money. Uh, the same thing with me. I also want money. And I want cattle, gold, and silver. But wisdom of God redefines this at Galatians 3 and verse 14. Yeah, I want silver and gold too. I want cattle. I want men, someone, and make servant. I want some of these things like Abraham. But then there's a redefinition. It does not answer to our thinking. It does not answer to our ideology. Galatians 3 and verse 14 that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Have you seen Christ Jesus change the entire thing? This is exactly what we find at Ephesians 6. There is a game changer. Now, Ephesians 6 does not even talk about parental blessings. He does not speak about parental prayers. I think this person was just struggling to find a scripture. And I've said this folly. I, I see sometimes in the church, somebody says, I want to get a verse. I want to get a verse in the New Testament. I want, why, why are you struggling to make the Bible conflict? The Old Testament is done away with 2 Corinthians 3, Hebrews 8 and verse 13, Hebrews 8 and verse 6, Hebrews 8 and verse 10. I mean verse 7 without any argument so why are you trying to look for verses that will make the bible conflict at some point of your own controversial mind and thinking let's see Ephesians 6 children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right now I have not in this church taught you disobedience disregard disrespectfulness crude rude attitudes to parents. I've never even said to be rude to anybody. I've only said that the link between you and your mother and father is assy. And the link has been severed in Christ Jesus. Such that it's possible you go to heaven and your parents go to hell. It's possible you go to heaven and your parents go to hell. It's possible your child goes to hell and you go to heaven. It's a choice. And it's eternal life that makes this entire difference this is the game changer now we find at exodus 20 and verse 12 the promise of honoring one's father and mother because of the first commandment we promise and it attaches a blessedness to it that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth the direct benefits of honoring one's father and mother obey one's parents is longevity of life living long on the earth at ex 
Exodus 20 and verse 12. But there's a game changer. It is redefined. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Let, let's see some other translations quickly. In the Lord. I mean, just give me one or two translations, just modern translations only. And let's see the New Living Translation. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. That's a game changer. Let's see one of the, let, let, let's see some other translations. You see what I'm saying? Children, it is your Christian duty to obey your parents. it changes everything completely so we will see that the benefit of disobedience is no longer the benefit of exodus 20 and verse 12 the benefit of disobedience is within the lord because it is simply right it is just right trying to obey parents that will be well with us. No. We're not even following the commandment. Now in the Lord. Forbidding the Lord. And even if we say the parents are in the Lord, it could be the parents are we. Forbidding the Lord is just right. The blessedness attached to it is no longer based on Exodus 20 and verse 12. You say why? Because of the Lord. The in Christ faculty. Just like the in Christ faculty alters the blessedness of Abraham from cattle and silver and riches, from earthly riches, to the assurance of the Spirit's confirmment or the giving of the Spirit of God. So you don't from this verse say, if I don't obey my parents, I'm cursed. No, no, no. Have you seen in the Lord there? Christ comes in and that changes the whole thing. And everything now is with the boundaries of Christ. I have not taught in this church what should be misbehaving or disregarding to parents. But then there's a seed within you that is beyond parental seed. I love this one. First Peter 1 and verse 23. Being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible what does this mean it means you were once born of a corruptible sperma or seed of adam but you have been begotten from above born from the very beginning and the height of omnipotence again you've been begotten from above born again born again by an incorruptible seed now this is the severance for parental links this is the severance whatever your parents could have conferred upon you by genetic by Fraternity, maternity, co-genitality, 
church human link has been broken in Christ Jesus it doesn't have to happen to you like it has happened to your parents and I know some of you have that that feel that attachment to your mother to your father to your relations you always have that thing well my mother went through it I should go through it my father went through it I'm, I'm trying to go, go through it my mother said when she was 30 this happened to her my father said no these are very very wrong ideologies it's, it's, it's out of place it's odd and absurd it's, it's nonsense it makes no sense it's 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 satanic to think this way as a child of God you have been rebirthed after the will of omnipotence you lost your identity in God's divinity such that you have a new life that is based on a different pedestal from the life you had through your parents what I'm saying and there's no arguments against this Christ blesses you now this moved me into this idea this this thing about pastoral blessings which is actually the point this is where we started out from pastors blessing pastors 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 my pastor my man of God, my pastor, my pastor. It may be difficult, just like it's difficult to think of parental prayers and blessings as mere wishes that don't come to pass, and curses as mere wishes that don't come to pass. To realize that pastoral blessings are also vain especially because God has blessed you at Ephesians 4 I love this one verse 6 one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all one God and Father of all. He's above all. He's in you all. He's through all. I don't know if he forgot it so quickly. But at First Corinthians chapter 8, it says the possibility is there. Those who are called gods, whether in heaven or in us, there are many gods and lords. This, there are people that are super, super, super oh, natural. They are both, they are slightly above the norm, the normal physical strength and muscle. You need to see bodybuilders, Mr. Atlas, you need to see wrestlers, <laughs> some powerful men, very powerful. One guy had a rope tied to his waist and he was moving an airplane one of the largest airplanes in the world the man was moving it he had the plane tied to his waist he was moving the plane forward <laughs> can you imagine that guy is extremely super powerful some great athletes like who's in boat has an unbroken world record in his time he's been the fastest human being on this earth 
footballers, geniuses, brilliant people, tyrants, Adolf Hitler, some wicked souls, Samuel Bacha, Ibrahim Babangida, very fierce, very wicked, very brutal souls. Yoruba warriors, people that have distinguished themselves in their field of endeavors, whether for good or for evil. They are lords, warlords, they are gods. See what is happening northeast with Shekau. See advance the Chuku person that has just been sentenced to die by hanging. He said to have been the most successful kidnapper in Nigerian history. In his own time, the guy was said to have swindled people or his victims' relations of six billion dollars. Six times four seventy billion naira is what this that's that's over three trillion this guy made and he was on the wanted list of the police for four years before they caught him and now supposed to have been hung i'm sure that it's possibly he was not hung he was just there to go to the background and continue the thing in somalia or something so they are gods and they are lords but verse six of first corinthians 8 says to us in spite of all these things we're talking about there's only one god there's only one person I should revere and worship. There's only one person that attracts my devotion and commitment. There's only one person I should call God. Describes him as the Father. He says, Of whom are all things, and I'm not left out of his sovereignty. We are in him. We enjoy the sovereignty and the power and the potentiality and the life of the Father. We are in him. So we fear nobody. Sometimes people feel that I'm stubborn and they say it. Some relationships, some relationships will say, the reason why you are this stubborn is because your mother is dead. <laughs> I love forgive their mouth. Stubborn because I've truly said there is only one God and the Father. Every other person is under him. No Stop, charmed, fearless, wicked, cruel, harsh, verbose, robotic, loquacious, insultive, cursing, cursing, not like a sailor, always cursing, does it? You are not merry man. Touching an AK fossil, you are a man. Touching a cutlass, you are still a man. Touching an atomic bomb, you are a man. Touching a warrior's club, you are, a, you are an ordinary man. All your lordship falls under one God. And I don't have my existence and strength from him. I'm within him. I'm found in him, in his omnipotence, in his omniscience. He's the only potentate. Verse 26 and verse 15. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord God eternal and immortal. The only invisible God. First Timothy 1 and verse 17. He's the only one that dwells in the light. No man can approach unto. First Timothy 2 and verse 16. He's God Almighty. And we have our existence in him. One Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. By whom are all things. And we by him. So what are we saying? Ladies and gentlemen, learn this important thing today. Learn this very important thing. 
reason why there is advancement amongst men is because human beings have no control over genetic procreation. Can I say it again? The reason why there is always a generational change looks, intelligence, attitudes, height, color, and human beings are getting better and more adapted for their environment, more adapted for harsher times, times of weather is because humans have no direct control over genetic constitution. If we had control over the kind of seed we procreate, we will have limited procreativity. We will have stopped, we will have limited human development. Why did I say this? I'm bringing this into the body of Christ. We seem to be revolving on the same circle of confusion. We are ignoring because we don't understand that God at work within people can raise a man to understand his word clearly by the man's simple obedience without necessarily following an old pattern an old pattern an old pattern I don't know but I think it's devilish to constrict believers to old landmarks oh old landmarks old landmarks look at this one at John 24 verse 2 some remove the landmarks they violently take away the flocks and feed thereof landmarks some remove the landmarks landmarks have you seen that your Bible? now we find Deuteronomy 1914 thou shall not remove thy neighbor's landmark Deuteronomy 27 and verse 17 cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark and all the people shall say Amen <laughs> Proverbs 22 and verse 29 28 Proverbs 22 and verse 28. Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Proverbs 23 and verse 10. Remove not the old landmark 
to the fields of the fatherless. What does a landmark make? What does a landmark landmark? What does it mean? What does a landmark mean? You know what it means? It means you must not do beyond your pastor. <laughs> the devil is a liar. This is what he have taught the church over the years. Remove not the ancient landmark. It means you must not preach the Bible outside of what Geo says. But landmarks here are simply boundaries. Boundaries that have been set when they were portioning lands. It is evil when there is a boundary set and you treacherously go and set the boundary to favor you against your neighbor. You are cursed. This has nothing to do with discovering yourself in the scheme of God and doing things differently from your pastors. People are not fulfilling ministry. Ask them why. They don't want to remove the old landmark. This is very erroneous. Check the scriptures I listed today and convince yourself that landmark speaks of boundaries. Proverbs 22, 29. Proverbs 23, 10. Deuteronomy 1914 2717 Check these verses in some modern versions of the Bible and convince yourselves that landmark does not speak of what the pastor has said rather it speaks of boundaries allocated by survey. Simple. Now the devil is a liar because over the years we've been taught that landmark simply means don't change your doctrine. And it's so devilish. There are several things some churches have kept doing and they have continued to do for 30 years. I'm amazed. Suleiman is called the media apostle or the media pastor. He said he has three doctorate degrees. He's an ouchy person. He said he has read the Bible 30 times. 30 times. I know a pastor at Lori who says he reads his Bible three times in a year and he has done this for 35 years. This means he has read the Bible 105 times. Very staggering scary. For example, these two people do not understand Hebrews 8.13. In that he says he knew he had made the first old. I think we have to come to this 
and, and get some, something <clears throat> very important out of it. Put away all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. If you don't have this approach, you may read the Bible one million times and get nothing sensible out of it. Can I say it again? Put away filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness. superfluity of naughtiness received with a meekness the engrafted word which is able to do, save your souls but be doers of the word James 1 21 22 and not here as only deceiving your own selves if you will not receive the word because of sinfulness and because of preconceived ideologies. This is what he calls superfluous filthiness. Not in rather it's stubbornness of heart. Your heart is not open to receive the word with meekness. Then you are in serious compounded complications. Listen, I don't think that God is raising men with a different message. No. I think some men are just having better attitudes to the Bible. Can I say this again? I, I do not think that God is raising men with different messages than he was before. It's the same Bible. It's the same Bible. It has not changed. God has not changed his mind. Neither has God said, well, I'm going to give you the word in bits. No. I think it's just that there are some men who have decided to have the biblical simplicity of open their minds to say, if it says this, then let's follow it. There is no excuse you give for interpreting the Bible your own way that can last forever. And you say, ah, we can't take it the way it is because of this. We can't take it the way it is. At the end of the day, you get yourself mixed up with one lie after another lie. Take it the way it is. If you have issues taking the Bible the way it is for whatever reasons you have, then you alter it, you detour the nature of yourself, you will still get to a point where you will still need to take the Bible the way it is. So just take it the way it is from the beginning and take it as the wisdom of God. It will align. It will fit in like a jigsaw puzzle. It will still fit in. Most sermons, most teachings, most ideologies we have today, confusing and conflicting the body of Christ. Most pastors confuse themselves. 
pastor said to me, I said it was from South Africa. He said to me, he said, sir, I'm confused. I said, you'll be confused. It is not possible to read your Bible without knowing the Old Testament is done away with and not be confused. You can't read the New Testament thinking that parental blessings are just like divine blessings and not be confused. Most believers are today very confused because they have not read the Bible with simplicity of meekness. You will also be confused and you continue to be confused until you read the Bible the way it ought to be read. Open your mind. Whatever he says, he says, look, you don't have issues trying to make it align. It will align all by itself. Only read what it says. Whereby, when you read, you may understand my knowledge of the mystery of Christ. Which he said they are written to them are for a few words. Ephesians 3, 3, 3, 4. Second Corinthians 1 and verse 13. For we write not other things unto you than what you read. Keep it at just reading it the way it is. Don't try to add to it or remove from it. Don't try to alter it. Don't try to shape on it. Don't try to make it look like so and so. Members of the talk will not understand. Just say it the way it is. Don't worry to align. It will find itself. It will find its mate. It will find its lodgement. It will find its shape. It will find it. You will just see that the word of God correlates and aligns. The moment you try to alter or detour or denature it, the moment you try to bend it and make it acceptable and adoptable for some situation, you will need to do this for several things. Just take it the way it is. Don't bother yourself with what it looks like. Take it the way it is. This is the wisdom of God. Oh no, sir, it will shut up. I said, take it the way it is. Don't think of what it will do or what it will not do. Just take it the way it is. Don't try to choose. You know, naturally, I've seen that when I preach this in the church, they do this. So I'm, shut up. Are you the writer of the Bible? Submit to the influence of the word of God the way it is. Don't worry. Just take it like that. The way it is. Men are being raised with a plain mind. Let's see something we learn from the life of Paul, which I want you as individuals to also appreciate. I see Jesus as the guide, I see the Spirit of God as the guide. Jesus introduces to us at John 14, John 15, John 16, the Spirit of God as our teacher. He said, I will not leave you orphans. I will send the Spirit to you. He was going to leave his disciples. At John 14, he introduces to them a dimension of suffering they were not used to. The troubles will come. Troubles are bound to come. So he said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. He believed in God. Believe also in me. John 14 and verse 27. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. And as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be 
afraid. John 16 and verse 33. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world. He shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Jesus introduces to them a dimension of suffering they were going to go through because of the end of the times and because of the age. But then he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I shall not leave you comfortless. We pray the Father, John 14 and verse 16, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. John 14, 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you orphans. That's the word. I will not leave you parentless. I will come back to you. I will come back as your parent. I will come back as your father and mother. have the attitude of Paul let's learn this attitude at Galatians and you must you must stick to it and stay with it it has helped me a great deal I am whatever I am today in the things of the spirit because of this attitude Galatians chapter 1 are in church verse 15 but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace what is the meaning of this he destroyed every link I had with my parents I've been born again by getting me saved he broke so that I've been saying this ever since consanguaneous relationships bloodline you must not believe there's anything in your bloodline that must happen to you you must not as a child of God said no called me from my mother's womb he has called from my mother's womb he has broken that link he has severed the relationship I'm a new man in Christ therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are new all things are new look at this concept you must also have function as God will have you function. You must not function as your church does. You must not follow all the tunes. You must not follow some man of God. Look at these churches. They are on the same spot. Sometimes they are even talking alike. It's so shameful. People have lost their individuality some subjugating personalities they've lost themselves in some pastor imagine they've lost their type they've lost their faculties to some man so i must talk like the pastor talks i must act like he acts the pastor is a pastor i've been called to be an evangelist and we must act the same way as a prophet and I've been called to be a teacher and I must act like a prophet you see it's a serious misdemeanor the Lord wants to manifest apostolic things in my life 
But my pastor is a teacher and I must do like he's doing. The Lord wants to manifest the, the ministry of an evangelist in my life. But my pastor is a prophet, so I become the same. God wants to use me in one way. But the pastor somehow has constituted my destiny into his own way. I must do it. The moment you are different from the pastor in your church, they frown at you. Say you are proud. You are, you are just proud. You can't explain scriptures. You can't, you can't expose the word of God to say you are just too proud. But the pastor cannot do it. He's not a teacher. He doesn't even know the Bible anyway. Then you have to leave them. When it pleased God, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen immediately. I conferred not with flesh and blood. Immediately. So why must I keep it under what our pastor says? Why must I keep it to the point of Say no, you need a father to get father. And God is my father now. So why must he be the pastor? You will not go beyond the box. You can't sink beyond the box because you can only think what the pastor thinks. You cannot guide your life in a rigid way after your persuasion, after your group, after you know it's it's just you 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 paint it just you. you you, your major, your, your core area of ministry is like the pastor does. You only add one or two things to just make a difference, small difference. Pastor's church name is Word Caucus. You make your own Word Chapel. Just some little difference. It's obvious you're manifesting the same attitudes. Not the Spirit of God, attitudes. Is it possible that you have a solo spiritual ride on the divine? Is it possible you have a solo spiritual ride on this lonely part of spiritual destiny? In the which you create for yourself a niche where you fully maximize Christ's intended potentialities. Can you allow Christ define your life his own way? Do what he wants to do in your life all by himself. Can you, can you come out of this thing about us? How we and be separate to God so he can use you like wants to? The church of Jesus will never break the boundaries of our circumstances until we get to this point where people are saying, Lord, use me. You called me. I didn't call myself. Our church did not call me. I don't have to follow the same path. The pastor followed. There's no way you not make your own mistakes. There's no way. If you like it, do what you think you like. Follow your pastor. You will redefine your life wrongly. Why not follow God and His Spirit? To reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the Gentiles. Immediately, I confirm not with flesh and blood. Let's see. Let's see this from some translations of the Bible. in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles I did 
not consult any man. Oh my God! Is this in your Bible? Is that this man? Oh, come on, bro! It's your man D. Come on, Lord, Who can we report him to? Nobody. That's why he's useless. That's why he's poor. That's why he's like level. And I'm wondering, what about God who called him? <laughs> what about God who called him? Look at this one. To reveal his son to me, so that I will proclaim goodness about Jesus to the Gentiles. When this happened, it brought out to consult with any human being. This is amazing. Is this in your Bible? Ah, you were called. You go, Pastor, I just received a call. Pray for me. I have been fasting for 10 days. I received a call. Anoint me. And here, you are even humble. You are not like Revo, you will go far. Your church will soon be full. They will buy you a car and a bus and a jet. This is what they call success in ministry. Come and kneel down here. He's hungry enough. It's not like Revo. Who says, just depend on the Spirit of God. Spirit of God will come. Spirit of God need. Let me anoint you. God, take him further than I am. I was shot one day. I was shot one day. Geo explained, he explained many things. I love those media because I always listen in on some explanations. For example, Gio said, somebody asked him, somebody said, Daddy, when you say Daddy has said, is it you or God? Then Gio said he loved. <laughs> he said, when I said Daddy said, it's me, it's also God. Because whatever I say, God always confirms. That really struck me. It set me thinking. I said, no wonder this man says nonsense at times. Because God doesn't talk like that. For example, when he spoke about God drinking his tea, he invited God to join him at breakfast. And in a few minutes, the tea had disappeared. And God said he had taken some tea with him. That really set me thinking. Because I know Jehovah does not drink tea. Let alone Nigerian tea. <laughs> some Sakavita kind of tea. Alright. Sakavita I was going to say. She also said something very striking. And I, and, and, I, and I learned a lot from it. Something that he said, which I think we all should learn from, and, and it's just it's just that some of the things he says answer for several things that could be causing confusion amidst several believers who believe that he's a great tool and the citadel of speciality in the world. He said, he's always
always prayed a kind of prayer. He will always say, You shall be greater than me. And he will always say, Amen. Then one day he now laughed. He said, Because one of his pastors, his favorite pastors, came to him and said, Daddy, stop praying that kind of prayer. Stop it. you say we shall be greater than you uh -uh. sometimes in a year you eat only four times in a day you are fasting 361 days if we are going to be greater then we are going to die so he now laughed and he said he was being careful how to pray the prayer because he didn't want him to die the mentality of you will be greater than me is warped nonsense it's senseless you don't have to be greater than a pastor to fulfill divine destiny you just have to be you in accordance with God's plan don't and, and that is very possible you see competition is a very vital part of succession Competition, that thing, that attitude of rivalry is a biological situation. People always attempt to outmatch, outrun one another. Now, the idea is very wrong. Don't outrun others, outrun yourself so you can be better by the moment. Don't set others as your goal. Set your goals based on you and surpass where you were a few minutes ago. This is the process of progress and success. Success speaks of succeeding and it's not an epoch event. It's not a once and for all thing. Success is steady, step by step shift. Success means to go really in steps beyond where you are so don't try to outrun out with somebody as your very main um, hub of success let it be that no step after another that you are better than the pastor does not make you good you may be better than the best and not good at all You know, sometimes there is um, an African championship. An African championship is a continental championship. You want to get the best from Africa? They do not compete with other continents in world competitions. Happens in world football happens in world athletics world games table tennis basketball several games weightlifting sometimes they discover that the best five in africa does not match olympic standard yes the best five do not cannot be registered at the olympics because the best five in africa that's a very huge sum 
over 1 billion people in Africa. The best is not up to qualifying degree for world status. Yes. The best will not be. It's just too poor. So, you may be better than the best here, but you are not a match to what God has called you to do. Learn from Paul. When God called me, I did not go to any man. Let me see some other translation. Let me see some other translation. Have you seen any translation here? Now, he has intervened and revealed his son to me so that I might definitely tell non-Jews about him immediately after my calling without consulting anyone around me. for prayers if not Paul who should have gone for blessing if not Paul considering his history ah, deliverance ah, from the blood of Stephen crying deliverance from several saints he had jailed deliverance spirit of the Pharisees who should have gone for special anointing service who should have gone for mentorship who should have gone to meet a man of God bless me a badra for me a sure for me as a mark of humility if not Paul who should have said apostle before me pray for me so I can get to where you got to for me, the spirit of death by which I killed Stephen through my voice is hanging loosely around my neck. Who should have gone for prayers but Paul? Paul, however, did not. Let's learn from Paul. Let's learn from Paul. The God who called me is living. I consult with him. Why man? Now listen, I'm not saying we should disregard men. Neither am I saying our pastors are not good of any use in our lives. I'm only saying that I have a pastor, thank God, but I also have the Holy Spirit who is meant to be the teacher of the pastor. The teacher of the pastor is God, so let me consult God. Let me go to the original source. Let me go to the source, the real source. Let me go tap ideal for my life. Talk to him. He can tell me what to do. Because at the end of the day, I will have to speak with him, giving account of my life. Oh, you love this. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them that were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went to Jerusalem to see Peter and I prayed with him 15 days. But none of the apostles saw I. But other of the apostles saw I none, save James the blood's brother. 
chapter 2 then 14 years after I went on for 14 or 17 years 17 years he didn't go anywhere he went to a place a desert alone he went to a desert to discover God he went all by himself how did Paul do it when I say I went to a desert I don't mean God was in a desert I just mean he went to a place of privacy a place of prayer First Corinthians 15 and verse 9. From the list of the apostles, and I'm not meant to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. About the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which had bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I have labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I. But the grace of God which was with me. Something about God's grace, particular and individualistic to a person, you can stay with it, you can discover God yourself. So it's not about what somebody said to somebody, it's about what God has said to do. This is what God has said to do. Hallelujah! Lift your hands above your heads and just thank Him, stand up, pray, and bless Him. Worship the King of Glory.